Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Boston Sanctuary since 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the Boston metropolitan area and beyond. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. We're located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Today is the earliest Easter any of us has ever lived or ever will live. In fact, it can get one day earlier But no worries, the next time that happens will be 277 years from now. The last time Easter was this early was 1913, 95 years ago. Dan, older even than you. And the next time it will be this early will be in 2285, 220 years from now. Oh, it's early, but the hour is late. The chance to awaken is so rare and so precious. Ready or not, it's time to wake up and shake it up. Rise and shine. The time of Eastering is full upon us. Setting us apart from Christianity, Unitarian Universalism is not founded on Jesus' death and resurrection. We celebrate his life, his life and especially his teachings. Yes, we affirm that when Jesus died, a great light went out, but we celebrate that a divine fire burned in him and that a spark of that fire also burns in each of us. Our sacred purpose as people of faith is to breathe on that spark in our lives and so tend the fire of our divine calling. On January 18, 2005, fire destroyed the First Baptist Church in Jamaica Plain. The pastor, my friend Ashley Weiss-Laird, escaped unharmed from the parsonage next door with her husband and their three children. Heather Hawkins, a member of First Baptist, heard the news from Terry Burke, the Unitarian Universalist minister of First Church in Jamaica Plain. The night of the fire, I didn't know about it, she said, until I heard two messages from Terry saying, if you need a place, you can use our church. I was so proud of Terry and of our congregation in Jamaica Plain. In these times of so much rancor and division along faith lines, they extended a hand of welcome and refuge to their neighbors at First Baptist. In fact, the same thing had happened 30 years earlier. The Unitarian Universalists had also opened their spiritual home to the Baptists when a lesser fire had forced them from their building. But what no one knew was that this was actually the repayment of a kindness. Last month, Professional Safe Crackers opened First Baptist Safe, which had 
rusted from exposure to the elements as it laid in the, lay in the charred ruins ever since. I wouldn't have laid odds on anything having survived. In fact, though, the safe's double doors revealed perfectly preserved historic books and documents along with the church's silver service. Our own Sharon Presley Fierro, who has been serving as a capital campaign consultant at First Baptist, brought even more astounding news to church the next Sunday. Did you hear about the silver, she asked me. As it turns out, in 1854, the Jamaica Plain Unitarians gave the communion service to First Baptist for, quote, the Christian charity and kindness manifested toward them during the 15 months they were without a building. Until now, no one living knew that the hospitality had been given and returned over the course of more than 150 years. Jesus taught, therefore all things whatsoever ye would that others should do to you, do ye even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Over lunch last month, I had the great pleasure of listening to two colleagues, both Episcopal priests, do a spontaneous comedy routine about the prayer prayed at their ordinations. The beautiful part of the prayer says in part, O God of unchangeable power and eternal light, let the whole world see and know that things which were cast down are being raised up, and things which had grown old are being made new, and that all things are being brought to their perfection. And then there's this little sentence undoubtedly inserted by committee. O oh God, by the effectual working of your providence, carry out in tranquility the plan of salvation. In other words, we pray for the world to be utterly changed, utterly made new, but for it to be done in tranquility. As one Episcopalian colleague said it, we want you to turn the world upside down, oh God, but could you please do it quietly? We do not wish to be disturbed. Is it ever easy? Is it ever easy to be jarred out of a sound sleep, to wake up and smell the coffee and realize something's got to give, something has to change, and that something is staring back at us from the mirror? It's a courageous prayer, the prayer to awaken, to be truly awake to change, to be changed, to change the world, starting with ourselves, and to be of use, to give, to serve. Sandy Anderson is a 51-year-old barista at a Starbucks in Tacoma, Washington. Anna Marie Asna stops in each day for a short drip double cupped coffee. In brief exchanges, they like to talk about their grandchildren. For more than 20 of her 55 years, Anna Marie has lived with polycystic kidney disease. Last year, when no family members could provide a match for a transplant, dialysis and the hope of a kidney donor became her foreseeable future. Normally, Anna Marie just doesn't talk about it, but the transplant coordinator who is handling her case said, Anna Marie, you never know where a donor's gonna come from. 
Keep telling people your story. Anna Marie wasn't so sure about that, but when she arrived at Starbucks one day looking grim, Sandy asked her what was wrong. Hearing her story, Sandy said, I'm going to get tested. And she did. Blood type O, check. Negative cross match under the microscope, check. The six elusive DNA markers, one of the six was a match. Not ideal, but good enough, check. When Anna Marie walked into Starbucks the next day, Sandy reached over the counter and said, I'm a blood match. The two women burst into tears and the line behind them looked on in confusion and grew long. So now, in just a few weeks, they will check into the hospital together. And Sandy Anderson will give her left kidney to Anna Marie Osnes. Howard D. Schultz, chief executive of Starbucks, called Sandy and said, how proud I am to have someone like you working for our company. Sandy replied that she had taken very seriously Mr. Schultz's recent, well-publicized remarks about having employees make a human connection with customers. <laughs> Jesus taught, for I was hungry, and he gave me meat. I was thirsty, and he gave me drink. I was a stranger, and he took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, When saw we thee hungry, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And Jesus shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Those who love Jesus believe that they saw him after his death. Have you ever had the experience of thinking you've spotted someone who's died? I have it all the time. Rounding the corner just ahead, there he is. There she is. Instantly, my heart floods with joy. And then, almost as quickly, I know it isn't true. I've mistaken them for someone else. Grief can make us a little crazy. Crazy like we've lost a limb, crazy with longing or regret or the feeling that if we start crying, we may never stop, that we will never be happy again. But Easter comes to remind us that grief is not the end of the story. The story doesn't end with Jesus' broken body. The story doesn't end with death. The story ends exactly as it begins, with a miracle. And the next chapter is about life. One more story. Jerry Chavez is the pump operator in the Grand Canyon. The pumping station is halfway to the bottom, and Jerry is responsible for supplying the entire south rim with water. 
He is also a highly regarded member of the search and rescue team and well loved by the park rangers. Jerry has a lot of amazing stories to tell of his years in the canyon. But there's one story he doesn't tell. The first story someone who knows him will tell you about him. One day Jerry was working at Indian Gardens where the pump is located and noticed an elderly gentleman sitting off by himself, utterly dejected. Jerry approached and asked him what was wrong. The old man told him that he was 80 years old, that he had hiked from the rim that morning, but that he simply couldn't go any farther. His legs just wouldn't carry him the rest of the way down. He was supposed to be meeting up with a rafting trip on the Colorado River and riding the rapids for the next week to the canyon's end. I've dreamed of doing this my whole life, he said, and I'm not going to make it. Jerry didn't hesitate. Grandfather, you are going to the river. Climb on, let's go. And with that, Jerry hoisted the man up onto his back and carried him. For two and a half miles down the perilously steep trail, down the twisting switchbacks of the Devil's Corkscrew, down into the inner canyon, all the way to the river, Jerry carried him. When they arrived, Jerry called the rafting trip operator on his radio and said, you have a client at Pipe Creek waiting for a pickup. And sure enough, there came the raft, and the old man climbed on. A few weeks later, Jerry Chavez received a letter in the mail. Dear Jerry, it began, I had the time of my life. Thank you. If you look at the stained glass windows in the balconies, you will see Lewis Comfort Tiffany's illustration of these words. Jesus taught, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. My spiritual companions, ready or not, now we are called to this early Easter. Easter calls to remind us not of despair, but of hope. Easter calls to remind us not of death, but of life. Easter calls us to remind us to love one another. May we answer the Easter call to awaken and rise and shine. Let it shine. May we answer the call to love and service, justice and peace. Amen. <laughs>